now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show on this Monday morning, February 10th at 6.07. I'm Tim Donnelly, live inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. 540-639-4900, the number for the Baker team hotline. Uh, Producer Lobro joining us here inside the studio. And after a surprisingly awesome sports weekend, you know, the the second weekend in February isn't exactly, uh, you know, jumping out to me as a sports weekend, but had a fantastic time glued to my couch this weekend. Uh, and, and, and most of you, I would guess most people in general, uh, don't have the luxury of just kind of, you know, bolting themselves to the couch and watching sports all weekend. So what we do is is I do it. You know, I take one for the team. And then we put a gotcha covered segment together to make sure that anything that happened uh, in, in the previous since our last show, which in this case would be Friday, anything that happened, you can be covered on any conversation you have that you stumble your way into. Anytime someone says, did you see the game? Did you hear about this? Did you see this guy? We have you covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And let's get started with the biggest story of the weekend. That, of course, being football. The XFL is here, and it's not that bad. I mean, if if a spring football league is going to work, this is going to be it. It's run correctly. They have spent the money where it mattered, meaning coaching and quarterbacks. How about this one, everybody? Most players are making less than sixty grand. Starting quarterbacks, four hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars. Because the XFL understands that the quality of play starts, begins, ends, finishes, midway, everything with the quarterback position. If this doesn't work, then I'm going to tell every single billionaire out there with their eyes on owning a professional football league, you might as well just save your money and try to buy an NFL franchise because the XFL is the best shot we're going to have at it. For those of you paying attention to the games, the D.C. Defenders, how about this, everybody? Good football in D.C., Winning football in D.C., you just have to look at the defenders. They win 31-19 over the Seattle Dragons, which sounds like a made-up team. The Houston Roughnecks, 37, with at least part of that due to Cam Phillips, former Virginia Tech wide receiver, scored the first touchdown in the history of the Houston Roughnecks. They win 37-17 over the L.A. Wildcats. The Tampa Bay Vipers, Way down by the quarterback play of Aaron Murray, former Georgia star, uh, end up losing to the New York Guardians and Matt McGloin, 23-3. And then the final game of the weekend, the St. Louis Battlehawks, who by far have the coolest name in the bunch, end up holding on to beat the Dallas Renegades 15-9. Jordan Tamu, uh, 20 of 27, 209 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions as the Battlehawks get the victory. Also, XFL history made by a former Virginia Tech Hokie. Cam Phillips scores the first touchdown in the history of the Houston Roughnecks. Ricky Walker, defensive lineman, formerly of the Virginia Tech Hokies, the first player in the history of the entire league of the XFL to get kicked out of a game. Threw a punch in the first half of his XFL game for the Tampa Vipers, and he was escorted to the bench. We'll see if that becomes a habit or if it remains something that seems so unbelievably out of character for a player like Ricky Walker. 
John Jones in the UFC octagon defended his light heavyweight title against Dominic Reyes by unanimous decision. We've had this conversation before regarding Conor McGregor, but there is something about the primitive, about the barbaric sport that is UFC that encourages the country to overlook things that we don't overlook, almost expecting our barbarians to act barbaric. How about this for a resume? And I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm talking about out of the ring. John Jones has a hit and run on his record where he fled the scene leaving an injured pregnant woman before returning to the car to take cash out of the car and then leaving once again. He has two separate suspensions for cheating, two separate doping suspensions, and also pleaded no contest to battery charges against a waitress July 21st, 2019. Not even a year ago, and we're still celebrating him this past weekend as defending the light heavyweight title and maybe being the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's a monster, and we need to treat him like we would treat other sporting stars from other sports when it comes to their their, uh, off-the-field, out-of-the-octagon resume. Virginia Tech basketball lost to Boston College in overtime. They are gassed. They are fatigued. Their legs are not under them. Until they hit overtime and you get that extra uh, jolt of of adrenaline, their shots were not falling. They were struggling. If you take Landers Nolly out of the equation, he did have a good game. The team shot the ball very poorly, and that comes from fatigue. That comes from not being able to get your feet under you. Luckily for the Hokies, their their heart was still in it, their mind was still in it, their fight was still in it, they're still 100% bought in to Mike Young and his program, and that's how they were able to force it to overtime after trailing for much of the game, but unfortunately for them, it still looks like they're going to be gassed. I do like the final shot, though. It was no good in overtime, but I like Landers Nolly taking it. He shot 54.5% from the field. The rest of the team shot 38.6. He shot 42.8% from three. The rest of the team shot 26.3. I want him taking the shot, and more importantly, I want him to want to take that shot. And on top of all of that, the absolute biggest story of the entire weekend is our very own producer, Lobro, has gotten engaged. Shout out to him. Shout out to his future wife, Allie. We are super stoked for them. And that's how you end Gotcha Covered. Once again, that's the Gotcha Covered segment here on the Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. Lobro, you heard the last 10 seconds of Gotcha Covered. Uh, how are we feeling? And for those of you that didn't listen to Gotcha Covered that closely just there, uh, Lobro is officially engaged. He and his girlfriend, now fiance, fiance Ali, uh, you know, electing to spend the rest of their lives together. Uh, how are we feeling? <laughs> um, you know, feeling pretty good. It's a, uh, it doesn't feel a lot different from what we like. We've been together for so long, so it was kind of like a step, to, another step to take. But like, it feels pretty good. It was a pretty cool moment. You know, it's uh it's over so fast. You know, like us. You know, like or you know, when you're going to. You, there's a lot of pressure when you're mm-hmm. going to propose to them. So you're thinking about it, thinking about it for so long, preparing for it, and then it's over, like with a snap of a finger, it's over. Over or just beginning? Oh. One or the other, oh. right? Okay, I get you. Okay. You see, see where that's I'm going a, with that's that? A be- that's a probably a better way to put it, I guess. Do you want Do you want some advice? Sure. Always. Serious advice or funny advice? Can I have both? Uh, the, actually, similar. Um, have you ever seen the, the show Yes, Dear? 
I've heard of it. Have not. Right, seen it's it. it's an, it's like a sitcom that never really caught on, like a knockoff. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. But uh, essentially, the premise is, it's all you, you can never go wrong just saying yes, dear. Hmm. If she if she wants something, yep, make it happen. Figure it out. Do the best you can. To live my life like that. The, the, the lady's always right. Makes you know happy wife, happy life, happy fiance, happy life. It all kind of goes along in the, the same thing. No, but uh, we we are uh, we are super happy for you, and um, and we're excited to see where where you guys, you know, where your life takes you. I am too. As a unit. Oh yeah. Now you're attached. Yep. Um. So so we'll uh, we'll touch. Maybe we'll touch on it later on in the show. Maybe we'll get some some other people to give you some advice. We'll see. Um, in the meantime, though, let's talk about th- this weekend, the XFL. Um, here's, here's my takeaway from the XFL. And I watched parts of all four games. Watched the entirety of a couple, um, and then kind of you know bounced back and forth between the golf and, and the XFL for the others. Um, if this doesn't work, if the XFL doesn't work, as it, right, we've seen spring football, we've seen secondary sports leagues in the past, whether it's um, the Arena Football League, NFL Europe, whether it's the USFL, whether it's the UFL, whether it's the AAF, the first XFL, right? There's been plenty of, of tries at making a non-NFL football league in this country. Um, and, you know, you have to go back to, to, I think it's the 60s, 60s to find one that, that actually survived. Um, if the XFL doesn't work, I'm going to tell some billionaires what to do with their money, which seems backwards because you'd think billionaires would be pretty good with their money. But I'm going to tell the billionaires out there what to do with your money if the XFL doesn't work. More importantly, I'm going to tell you what not to do with your money. Don't start a secondary football league unless you want nine months of being the head of a league and the rest of your life going, why did I spend a couple hundred million on that league? There's so much else you can do with it. Don't waste it on the next XFL, the next AAF, the next UFL. If this doesn't work, because they are doing everything right. They've invested where I think you should invest. Quarterbacks and coaches, right? They did not make it all of a marketing ploy like the AAF did. Remember the first week of the AAF? Oh, there was buzz. There was sizzle. There was, all, but there wasn't people in the stands, right? There wasn't a long-term media contract. There wasn't money coming in at all. The XFL did things where they're like, listen, we want week two to be better than week one. And that is a heck of a way to think of a business. Yeah, I've long said this. The, the way that I think you can actually genuinely check to see if a spring football can work is if you have enough cash reserves to, to essentially play three or four years without making money. The Alliance of American Football had that completely wrong. Their investors were looking for a return on their investment within the first season. I don't see that happening. You need time to build allegiances. You need time for word of mouth to spread. You need time for fan bases to develop. You need time for friends to see their other friends wearing the hat of the D.C. Defenders and say, oh, he's a fan, maybe I should be a fan. She's a fan, maybe I should be a fan. I think the main thing is that the you know the NFL already has the teams that have the legacies. Mm-hmm. It's all like it's all there. You already have 
you know, like the hats all peppered out throughout the masses. So I feel like you're introducing something entirely new. And that's the, I think that's the initial hurdle they've got to get and, over. And the only way to fight that is with time, which is why the XFL not spending so much darn money, spending where they should, right? Quarterbacks, coaches, uh, but not spending so much darn money like the AAF is genius because it's going to give them a longer runway before they have to take off. We learned where the AAF had to take off, right? About halfway through season one. About halfway through season one, they started pulling funds because they hadn't taken off and been a profitable business yet. It looks like the XFL will have a longer runway, a better product. I don't think it's a coincidence that they put uh, their teams in markets that either are thirsting for an NFL team, such as St. Louis, since they lost the Rams, or in markets where there's bad football. Right, teams like DC, teams like Tampa, LA with the Chargers, right? Where 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 there are, although the Rams are there as well, but uh, Chargers, it, where there are fans that love football, that have a team in the NFL, that just want to be a part of something fresh, that's where they've been. And, and, and like I said, it was good football. It doesn't feel like a flash in a pan. There were personalities. There were different styles of football if you watch the different games june jones is calling a game where they're going to throw 40 plus times uh as the head coach of the houston roughnecks and then to close out the action on sunday there was a game that felt like it it was steelers ravens right it was 15 to 9 right that they have these varied styles of football if the xfl this iteration doesn't work then for the rest of eternity we're going to have the nfl we're going to have college football and we're going to have nothing in between that's what I have to say. And you know what? Let, let's let's answer this question when we come back. I didn't think I was going to be an XFL guy, right? I thought I, I had my fix of football in the NFL, fix of football from college football, fix of football from high school, and I didn't need more. But about halfway through Saturday, I started thinking, you know what? I might be an XFL guy. And now I have the next question. When you decide you're going to like a team or a, a, an organization that didn't exist three days ago, how do you decide who to root for, right? You can't lean on, oh, my dad liked this team, so I'm going to like this team. You can't lean on, oh, I grew up near this team, so I'm going to – my favorite player growing up was – on. like, how do you decide – do you put them in a, in a hat? And How do you decide who to, who to root for in the XFL next? He's Delaware's best holder. That's hilarious. It's not meant to be funny. It's meant to be devastating. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, a.m. So at the current moment, I don't have a favorite XFL team. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of the XFL after a weekend of watching, but I don't have a team that is my team, which puts me in a weird predicament, right? Because traditionally, I make fun of people that choose their favorite team at at – you know, based on riffraff, right? If you if you choose your team based on uniform colors, if you choose your team because you're, you know, you got married and your significant other was like, I, I respect people that have suffered with their franchise for a while, right? And even if you, you don't follow super closely, 
Like, there's always a team that you have some kind of affinity for growing up. Well, it might just be because it happens to be the closest metropolitan area to where you grew up, and you saw everyone wearing the jerseys, and that either made you love them or hate them and root for their rival, right? Everyone has a reason, except for the XFL. I have no reason to, or, or, or I have no reason to like or dislike anybody. So what did I do? I don't go in uneducated, low bro. I never go in uneducated. I know what I don't know. So I watched parts of all four games. I watched the D.C. Defenders win 31-19 against the Seattle Dragons, where Cardell Jones put up 16 of 26, 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and after two completions, D.C. was chaining MVP. But guess what? Seattle's too far away, and I was never a Cardell Jones fan. I thought he should have come back for his last year of college. I thought he was a little too confident, and, and, and I'm not his guy. So that's a no and a no. Houston Roughnecks 37, LA Wildcats 17. How about this one? How about this one? P.J. Walker, unknown Temple quarterback, 39 attempts, 272 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. There's a VT player on the roster for the Houston Roughnecks, and they have my guy, June Jones. June Jones, I grew up watching him coach the University of Hawaii when I lived in Hawaii. Possibility. Tampa Bay Vipers 3, New York Guardians 23. Uh, The other thing I'm worried about is I don't want to feel like I am jumping on a bandwagon. I don't like being a frontrunner, which is probably my only hesitancy with Houston Roughnecks. The Tampa Bay Vipers have Jerry Glanville as their defensive coordinator. I grew up watching Jerry Glanville be the defensive coordinator at the University of Hawaii when I lived in Hawaii. Apparently that staff is just all over the XFL. Uh... My buddy was there for the New York Guardian, said there's already a fan base that is using we when they say we need to do this, we need to do that with the New York Guardians. So I might be even too late to jump on that bandwagon. And then the last game, the St. Louis Battle Hawks against the Dallas Renegades, 15-9 win for the Battle Hawks. Jordan Tamu, uh, 20 of 27, 209 yards. That game is just boring, so they're out. So it comes down to the Vipers and the Roughnecks. The Vipers and the Roughnecks, which, by the way, are two reckless, uh, absolutely reckless um, mascots. The Vipers, little snake on the football field, lime green. But the Roughnecks, like I said, they have my guy. Actually, I'll ask you this, Lobro. I'll ask you this. This is the only thing holding me back from the Roughnecks. They scored more points than anyone else week one. They won by 20 points, which is tied for the largest margin of victory in week one. They have a quarterback that threw for four touchdowns week one. Am I allowed to become a Houston Roughnecks fan without being a front runner? Wait, so define front runner. Like a front runner is someone who um, just becomes a fan of whoever's best so then they can talk trash. See – I don't know. You want to be careful with that. It's a slippery slope. Sometimes, it is. Sometimes I wonder if like a lot of Patriots fans are like that. Very. <laughs> that's exactly. That, that's oh. what I want to avoid. I don't know. Uh, since it's so new, I'll give it to you. All right. I'm now. a Roughnecks fan, everybody. June Jones, Cam Phillips. I'm your guy. And I will defend you to the end. Here I am picking teams based off the names. Houston Roughnecks, everybody. Biggest fan right here.
Let's take a break. When we come back, it's Monday morning. That means it's time for the Monday morning quarterback. Stick around. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show and the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7103.5, a.m. as well. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Phillips Real Estate Hotline. Lobro, did you watch the Oscars last night? Uh, I did not, but I did, uh, did catch some of the winners there. Uh, like on the news and things like that. Any surprises? Any things that you think got robbed? Uh, I don't know. I was, I mean, honestly, a lot of these, a lot of the movies I actually had not seen, which surprised there because they don't fly. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, the only let, one, let me ask. Let me, only, let me. The only best picture nominee I had seen was Joker, and I honestly, I thought it was a great because it was a superhero. I movie. thought it was a great movie. Like it was just a, it was a different kind of movie. Let, let me ask you this: as as a self-proclaimed connoisseur of superhero movies. Oh boy. Right? I mean okay. that, that that's yeah. All if right. you you've said, you've stated, not me, you've said 70% of the movies you watch <laughs> involve some form of superhero. Yeah. The only best picture uh movie that you saw was the one that involved comic books. Yeah. Did Endgame get robbed? See, there's a part of me, you, um, me and you. Endgame, by the way, for those of you that don't know, Avengers Endgame is the biggest movie in the history of movies. Made more money than any movie to ever exist. And I think it might have been nominated for like special effects. Yeah, it was just visual effects. And I don't know. I, personally, I think me and you were talking about this off air. Like, like you know, it's the Academy decides. Like, I You don't like, have to be so pretentious. Yeah, like I feel, I feel like the Academy kind of decides. And I feel like the people should kind of get to vote. Because I feel like if the people chose, I feel like Endgame would have at least been in the nominee section for Best Picture. I think if you're the highest grossing movie of all time, it's a bit like uh, uh, like the Grammys, right? It, it It is an absolute shame at the Grammys. Not saying I love the song, but because the world loves the song. That, that uh, Old Town Road, the longest reigning number one song in the history of music, didn't win any of the big four Grammys. The the most ex, uh, most highest the highest grossing movie of all time didn't win an award at the movie awards. Yeah, it absolutely got robbed. Ima- imagine if uh, at the end of a football season we're giving out the MVP, right? Or and, and and we say, okay, this guy had the most passing yards ever, the most passing touchdowns ever, the most rushing yards by a quarterback, ten rushing touchdowns. But we just like the way this other guy did it better. And I, I understand, like, wanting to get the quote-unquote best out of your actors and stretch. And they maybe they see, oh, that's a bunch of visual effects. But that's what, like, the Screen Actors Guild's for, right? Like, or they, they have a scoreboard to point to. Yeah. It's one of the only times in, in art that you have a scoreboard to point to. Imagine if at the end of the, the Super Bowl, right, the Chiefs have more points. But we say, you know what? They depended too much on stuff we didn't want them to depend on. So we're going to give the Super Bowl to the Niners because we appreciate defense in the running game more than the passing game. That's essentially what they're doing, right? They're saying, all right, the scoreboard says it should be Avengers Endgame, but we appreciate things other than special effects, and uh, we appreciate things other than um, – things other than – I don't know, uh, 
popcorn big storylines. I mean, I've got I got news for the Academy. Those visual effects are not easy to pull off. Not at all. So, I mean, hey, there's just as much effort going into that as there is the actors. But Brad Pitt did win supporting actor. Yeah. And we do often talk about how Virginia Tech basketball needs a Brad Pitt in the supporting actor role. So so we'll hit on that in a bit. Uh, in the meantime, though, it is Monday morning. Thank you for starting your week with us. Start. Thank you for starting your day with us here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into Monday morning quarterback. It's time to talk about what he should have done. Tim Donnelly is the Monday morning quarterback. Correct! Here we go. Uh, Monday morning quarterback gets to go back. This is one of the few, only, one of the the, the, the only times Monday morning quarterback in back-to-back weeks can be the exact same. Don't retrade Mookie Betts. For those of you that haven't been following the Red Sox saga involving the second best player walking this earth when it comes to baseball, Mookie Betts, there was a trade in place to send Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. During the the physicals process, which is which is when you're evaluating prospects based on their health, uh, they didn't like what Gratterall, a a prospect that the the Red Sox were supposed to get from the Twins in the deal, um, they didn't like his medical report, so they backed out of the deal, and and the whole deal had to start over, right? Had to start from scratch, which basically gave the Red Sox a get out of jail free card. It gave the Red Sox a get-out-of-jail-free card. They were allowed to step back and say, whoa, did we just dodge a bullet there? Right? Blessing in disguise. We've all had that happen, right? Um, The one time I've bought a house one time in my life, right? And there was one house that we went through all of the... the, uh, All of the, the rigmarole, right? We... Uh, did the negotiations. We went back and forth. And, and one of the last things we had to do was we brought in a, a an inspector, which is what you do normally when you buy a house. Um, and our inspector essentially said, there, there might be something weird with the foundation. You might want to bring an expert into it. So we brought an expert into it. And this is, I'm talking about, like, we bring them in on a Monday. We're scheduled to sign the papers on Tuesday. It's that close. Maybe not that close, but it was pretty darn close. Brought them in. The, 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 they found some things that were weird about the foundation. We backed out. That is how I felt the Red Sox got handled in this. They were allowed to, to step back, look at the thing from a bigger standpoint, from a bigger perspective, and say, maybe we don't want to get rid of Mookie in the first place. Instead, what they did was they said, we're going to retrade him and bring in different prospects. So instead of Alex Verdugo and, and Gratterall, it's Alex Verdugo and, and Jeter Downs and Connor Wong uh, for the same guys, right? Mookie and David Price. Now I'm going to say this, like I said it after the first trade was announced, I'm going to say this, like I said it uh, uh when the first trade was renounced. I'm going to say this like I'm going to say it until I am blue in the face, until I can't say it anymore. The Red Sox start with, we're going to make it work with Mookie and go from there. That's where you start. There are a few situations in life where one thing is much more important than everything else. You do that. 
You do that. Right? I think I'm not a parent, so I can't speak on this, but I would guess that most parents out there, when it comes to most life decisions, you start with, let's take care of our kids and go from there. When you're evaluating where you're going to live, what kind of house you're going to live in, what kind of jobs you're going to take, you start with what's best for my children and go from there. The Red Sox should have treated Mookie like their only child. We will start with how we can best take care of Mookie under our roof, and we will go from there. Do we have to ship out prospects and draft picks in order to get David Price and J.D. Martinez and Nathan Eovaldi off of our books to save money? Then we do that. But we start with keeping Mookie. So it's actually, they've now had the opportunity to make the wrong decision twice, and they walked right into it. And they walked right into it. It's... You ever have you ever been stuck on a uh, on a roller coaster? Uh, thankfully, no. I, I've grown up in areas where there's like you know down at the beach, boardwalk, that kind of stuff. And every once in a while, you hear of of a group that gets stuck on like the furthest part of the track for like an hour and a half, right? Uh-huh. And, and either they get it started and they keep them moving, or they go get the fire truck and get them down with the canopy, right? Do you know what doesn't happen? You don't have people coming off they're always talking to the news right and they're always saying well we were up there for an hour and a half uh my legs started going a little numb right they fell asleep but uh other than that you know a couple people were screaming one one little kid cried but we were good you never hear him say you know that could have been so much worse a malfunction on one of those uh roller coasters could be dangerous you know happy to make it out with you know with no injuries and everything okay all right what are you gonna do for the rest of the day well, I'm going to get back in line for the roller coaster. You know, I really want to experience it. The Red Sox should have been saying, you know, we almost lost Mookie Betts. That was pretty close. So, you know, I'm just glad that he's still a Red Sox. Well, what are you going to do? No, we're going to go trade Mookie Betts. Don't get back in line for the roller coaster that just ruined your afternoon. That's all I'm saying. Let's take a break. When we come back, UFC, big fight this past weekend. John Bones Jones. Defense is light heavyweight title, and everyone seems okay with it. I'll tell you why they shouldn't be next. Low bro doesn't know the weather. And as always, Logan is not a licensed meteorologist, if you couldn't tell. But your forecast includes more of the Tim Donnelly Show on WRAD.